Hey, what's up everybody? Look, you and I both know that restrictive dieting, copious amounts of high-intensity exercise, and living like a social leper is no longer an acceptable approach to achieving and maintaining the body and health that you want for yourself and your family. We know this because we've been there. The good news is that we're here to show you that there's another way. The problem with how the fitness and health industry addresses obesity, or being overweight, or feeling like garbage is that all the experts tell you it's a food and exercise thing, when in reality, it's a mindset and prioritization thing. We spent nearly two decades in the trenches, learning, coaching, and perfecting real-world solutions to a real-world problem. Join us as we help connect people just like you with the information they need to live their best life possible. My name is Brian Sweeney. My wife, Jenny, and I will be your coaches on this journey. Welcome to the Amplify Network. Carbohydrates. My favorite topic in life. We talk about today carbohydrate. Exactly. Well, I shouldn't say it's my favorite topic. It's my favorite thing. It is your favorite thing. I love carbs. I'm married to a carboholic. You are. So we're going to chat quickly about carbs. We've done macros. We've talked about diets. Um, I don't know that we've ever gotten a whole lot into the discussion of individual macros. I don't think we have. So carbohydrates... Um, one gram of carbs is four calories. Mm-hmm. There's good and there's bad. Uh-huh. Okay. So what, I'm going to quiz you. What's a good carb? A good carb, green veggies. Oh, that's a cheat. Give me a starchy good one. Rice. Give me a bad. Uh, French fries. Uh, give me another bad. <laughs> um, ooh, grits. Um, that's a high carb. It's well. You have to define bad. What's a s- simple carb? What is a simple carb? Sugar. Great. What else? Oh, s- I'm playing stump the chump with my. You wife. are. This is fun. <laughs> <laughs> Please record it so I can sound stupid. Okay, I'm gonna. I'll, I'll cut. I'll cut you off. Well, see, but that's that's actually good questions because I think that's a lot of struggle with people. What is a carb? Mm. And then it's like, well, what's good carb? What's bad carb? What's medium carb? So. Protein is made up of aminos. Um, oh, no. Carbs are made of like glucose. This is going to we're going to keep this high level. So just think sugar. When we talk about carbs, um, we're talking about things that the body can use immediately as energy. So mm-hmm. think of carbs as like fuel. Okay, so carbs are fuel. A good carb, um, typically something found in nature. And again, keep it layman. So you said um, French fries, but let's just call it potatoes. So <laughs> potatoes, rice, veggies. Single ingredient things, mm-hmm. not adulterated by humans. Right. Sugar, obviously, is an easy, simple carb because it immediately converts. You know, it's, uh, the blood takes it up very fast. So when we talk about good carb and bad carb, we're talking about, depending on who you're talking to, let me maybe back that up. When I'm referring to it, we're looking at the absorption rate. How fast does it get uptaken into the body? And um, what's the insulin response? So I was going to say mm-hmm. what the response is. Insulin responds to carbs. All right, and if you're a healthy individual and you're eating a good carbohydrate, you'll have a small increase in insulin. So insulin's like um, the insulin process is triggered even in the mouth. So as soon as you, I can't remember if it's once something hits the tongue, it starts the process. The body can tell Ooh, that's sugar, mm-hmm. and then it starts creating. Um, it starts the process of creating insulin, which is a hormone. When insulin's in the bloodstream. It meets up with carbs, and its job is to get sugar out of the blood as fast as possible. So a good carbohydrate is something that burns slow, 
and it gives the body a chance with a minimal insulin uh, increase to get rid of the carbohydrates in the bloodstream fast, the glucogen. Mm -hmm. um, glycogen. A bad carb is something that the body has a ton of insulin dump for, fast uptake, and the body has uh, it struggles to get rid of it. There's no room for it typically. So carbs are stored somewhere. They're never just evaporated. Okay, so they're either used immediately in energy, like you're on a run or you're doing a marathon or you're biking. So if you take in sugar at that point, your body will turn that into fuel right there on the spot. If you are not working out and you don't have room in your muscle, you don't have room in your liver, it has nowhere to go except fat. Boo. Boo, that's bad. Okay. Now, another way to look at a good carbohydrate is that there's something called this, uh, the thermal effect of feeding. So thermal effective feeding means that if I eat a sweet potato, it's 20 grams. The portion size that I have is 20 grams of carbs. Some of that 20 grams, there's not a net 20 because the body has to burn five grams to consume it mm -hmm. because it's a complex carbohydrate. So the, the carbohydrate bonds that exist within that food, the body has to spend fuel. So it's almost like an ante when you play poker. You right. have to put in before you can get anything out. So there might be a net intake of the sweet potato of 15 instead of 20. But if you eat 20 grams of sugar, it's going to be a, you're going to take in all 20 grams because the body doesn't have to work to break that down. It's so fancy. It's not. It's, so that's the geeky part of the conversation. Now we'll just talk about how some people can tolerate carbs better than others. Uh, what are some of the symptoms of um, going extreme low carb, very low carb, <laughs> ultra low carb? Um, obviously, keto is rooted in low carb. And the idea is there is no essential carbohydrate. The body doesn't need them to survive yep. because when the body doesn't get energy, it will, through other hormone functions, it will create the energy it needs just through internal processes. It's one of my most favorite discussions I ever have with people. Glu uh, gluconeogenesis, I believe it's called. Well, I don't go into all that. I'm just <laughs> like, you know, you don't actually Neo. need potatoes with your dinner. Oh, yes, I I but do. I do need potatoes. I'm like, no, <laughs> you actually don't. You don't really. Um, <laughs> now, I love it. Okay, so carbon tolerance. We'll start. Let's start with this because you and I are like everything else are on the opposite side of the spectrum. I know. So this is the part where this is the one main thing that I don't like about you. <laughs> I'm, I am carb tolerant. You are carb tolerant. Um, so what's your understanding? So that I'm not talking everyone's head off. So the way that I understand it is you will know if you're carb tolerant or carb intolerant about, I would say, 10 minutes after you eat. A heavy carb meal. Yes. Yeah. So let's say in the Sweeney household, it's pancake day, <laughs> which doesn't happen because Jenna's carb intolerant. Maybe once every six months. Yes. So once every six months, we decide to have a pancake breakfast. It's not even a good pancake. It's a... It's a paleo. It's so we're so lame sometimes, aren't <laughs> it's we? It's a gluten-free pancake. Okay, so let's just pretend that it's not. Let's say we use like make it with like Bisquick or something. Mm -hmm. It's the naughtiest pancake in the entire world. We're loading it with butter, which we also don't eat, and we'll and we'll put some kind of like a jelly or something on it. I really love pancakes. I know you do. So ten minutes after we are finished, mm -hmm. you could probably write a novel, mm -hmm. go for a run. Um, Paint a wall, like rearrange your closet. <laughs> Active. And take Fitz and Millie on our mini schnauzers. Take them on a five-mile walk. 
I guarantee it. And me, I'm going back to bed. Yeah, so that's uh, it was it was Poliquin. I don't know that he ever had any science to it. It was just one of his kind of um, Yoda moments where mm-hmm. he's like, you know, if you can eat a stack of pancakes with a ton of syrup and you feel like going to bed, you are an intolerant person, yep. which means typically you're going to have insulin sensitivity problems. You're mm-hmm. going to have weight problems. Carbs are not your friend. Right. If you um, this is if this sounds like you, if you're listening, um, you eat carbs and you get sleepy. And obviously, the more simple of a carbohydrate it is, that's why we say pancakes and syrup. Right. Um, not many people get tired after eating broccoli. You know, so that's, I don't think I've ever gotten tired. No, <laughs> because uh, the most of most leafy greens and veggies, there's a substantial amount of fiber in there, so it's indigestible. So mm-hmm. you could eat two to four cups of broccoli, and it's I think it's like ten carbs. I mean, so it's nothing's going to put you to sleep. But if you are um, addicted to simple carbs, which mm-hmm. most fast food. Um, most snacks, all cereal. treats, cereal. I mean, everything mm-hmm. is, uh, if it's man-made, that's where I was saying, if it hasn't been molested, if it's a food that hasn't been like really screwed up by man, mm-hmm. you should be good to go. Mm-hmm. That's why if you are going to eat carbs, you want to stick to single ingredient things. Um, all the veggies you can handle, lots of leafy greens, lots of colors. Um, if you do the starches, depending on, you know, we've talked about the mediated release test before, whether or not your body can handle mm-hmm. certain foods and it's not just limited to carbs, but, um, like, uh, is tomato a carb? I think it is. You know what's funny? That has been... The, it's a carb. It's been the biggest argument forever on what is it really? And then... <laughs> is it an apple? There was it's one... It's considered an apple. There was a great article once that said tomatoes shouldn't even be considered a food. <laughs> was Something like, in between? That's the strangest thing I've ever heard. Tomato is air. <laughs> tomato is air. Yes. But you remember back in the 80s, 90s, it was like uh, white rice was evil. Yes. I mean, and everyone... I mean, it forever changed the brown rice business. I mean, because all of a sudden white rice got such a bad rap, but, um, because it was bleached, it was changed, it was modified, but it just turns out there's such a slight, 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 slight difference between the two that it doesn't matter. Yes. It's still a grain. Now, when you get into uh, certain grains, some people don't do well with them. So they'll have digestion issues and Mm -hmm. there's a reason you want to stay away from some of them. Um, and then obviously there's some vegetables when you get into FODMAP and we start looking at, uh, foods that, um, What's it called? They ferment. They ferment right. in the uh, the digestive tract, and they can cause all kinds of problems. Yep. So it's still technically a carb, and it's kind of not within bounds of this whole simple carb, complex carb we're talking about. This dialogue, but it does have to do with not all carbs are created equal. Right. Right. Um, and not all f- further. It's you know carbs got a really bad rap, and they have for a long time. And it's you know if you always do low or no carb, then basically all your hopes and dreams come true. So they've always, carbs have gotten such a bad, but I think it's people take, um, there's so much on the internet, but they take (laughs) the easy approach out by just saying that carbs are bad, but never, first of all, they're not all bad, Mm -hmm. but second of all, they're not willing to do the research or put in the time and figure out which ones are actually good and why, or which ones are quote unquote bad and why. Well, no doubt. Well, if you do the research, let's be honest, who the hell are you going to trust? I mean, millions and millions of results on a Google search. It's just like, oh, give me a break. Um, I'm just going to follow Ted. He's doing primal or he's doing keto. Um, I think we picked on keto not too long ago. Keto, I don't believe keto is successful because everyone's able to consume the amount of fat they're supposed to, Mm -hmm. which goes hand in hand with that program. It's because they knock their carbs down to 35 grams a day. Right. You can't live on that. Guess what? Everyone's going to get shredded. Yeah. Um, But now you're living a life that... As soon as you're not ketogenic anymore, mm-hmm. 
all that fat you're eating is going to go right. It's not going to get used as fuel. It's going to go to storage. Mm -hmm. So that's why a lot of um, ketoers, they yo-yo because all they have to do is look at a cracker. You come out of ketosis and then you continue to eat fat bombs and that goes to storage instead of being converted into energy. Once the liver gets a, a hit of carbs, it turns that system off. Right. The system that converts fat into fuel, it turns it off, which is why we tried it. And it was horrible trying to stay in that zone. It was so bad. Um, but anyway, back to the low carb. Um, the lowest I'd ever gone um, per day, I think somewhere between 35 and 50. Mm-hmm. Not counting the uh, the time when I tried keto because I fat and carbohydrates are your two energy substrates. That's where your body will derive most of its energy mm-hmm. from, carbs or, or uh, fat. And the caveat is... Of course, through keto um, ketosis, you can convert fat into fuel, so or protein, sorry, fat into fuel, and even proteins. When the body desperately needs them, it can convert protein, and that's where you can get catabolic and lose muscle, and the aminos start getting chewed up as energy. Um, but if the lowest I ever got was thirty-five to fifty, and it was hell, mm-hmm. it was terrible. But it was interesting, and going back to the carb tolerant and intolerant, you're somebody, too, that when you take your carbs that low, your brain doesn't function as well. That's like, exactly it's interesting. Right. And then with me, I don't have that issue. So if I was like, I'm going to try, you know, low carb for two weeks just so I can share my history or share my share my history, share my uh, journey and results, I wouldn't, my energy level wouldn't change at all because I'm not, I don't eat a ton of carbs because I'm, I am so carbon tolerant. So you need, well, here's the cycle. So let's say you're actively working out. Mm-hmm. Um, you can deplete. There's about a hundred grams of stored glucose in the liver. And there's about, depending on how big you are and how much muscle you have, between three and 400 grams in um, muscle. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's where it's stored in the liver and in muscle. And that level drops. Well, when, when you don't immediately eat, the liver doesn't steal from the muscle to fuel itself. Mm-hmm. And there's no energy storage system for the brain. So the brain gets its carbs directly from the liver. Mm-hmm. So when the liver's wiped out, you become an idiot. <laughs> I mean, I become a, a, a straight up knucklehead. I can't think. I can't, yeah. I can't have a conversation. I have outbursts. I mean, I'm like a freaking two-year-old mm-hmm. at that point. Um, which is why if you're working out with extreme intensity, mm-hmm. you can really truly empty the tank. Yep. Now, in those moments when you do finish up a workout, and uh, just imagine a bunch of little smacking mouths. Those will be your receptors, right? So like in your um, your muscle and in your liver. And they're just waiting to be fed because you've emptied them. They're tired and they're pissed off and they're hungry. Right after a workout, it doesn't even matter if you're carb intolerant. You've got a tiny, tiny window where it's all going to go to st- right where it was emptied. Mm-hmm. That tank has to be filled up first. Once it's topped off and there's no room for extra, once it's leveled off, it goes to fat mm-hmm. unless you're currently still active and it might process it as energy on the spot. Yeah. But yeah, you end up the, if the liver doesn't have carbs, it will affect how your brain works. Yeah. And that's where hangry and all that kind of, you know, the jokes come in, but it's real. Yep. I think one of the best things that was ever invented is like a, the shake that you take right after your workout that has the carbs that you need to replenish. So you don't have a crash or like you said, there's no crazy weight gain because you've depleted. So you've worked your rear end off. Yep. You're like, if I don't, I could sit down and, you know, suck my thumb and cry. And then you, for us, it's drinking a shake after a workout. And we're like, wow, like it just, it totally refuels everything about you Mm -hmm. and you're ready to go 
it, I've, well, I've learned it took me over 40 years to figure it out. But if I don't, re- unless I'm on a cut or I'm doing something mm-hmm. competition or when I was doing the videos and everything else, I would have to step down my carb intake level right. and start creating deficits for weight loss. And it's okay for me because on a typical day, I can eat anywhere from 2,000 to 4,000 calories. It mm-hmm. all depends on what I'm doing and what I'm in the mood for. So when I'm at a 2,500 calorie a day normal and I knock out 500 grams of carbs out of my day, I'm still higher than most people are. Right. So I'm still getting carbs. My liver's still getting fed. My muscles are still getting restored. Um, where a lot of people mistake, though, is that they'll go and they'll do the extreme exercise. They won't replenish. Right. The body goes after muscle and protein. So not only are you losing water weight because water weight and um, um, glucose, they're hand in hand. They have weight. So you empty the cells, the body goes catabolic and starts eating muscle. And people are like, look, I'm down 10 pounds. I know. You've lost the worst 10 pounds you can lose. This is why rapid weight loss is bad. Yes. Water weight is easy. The body's mostly water. So you can dump 10 pounds of water. Just wear a couple of garbage bags in an August <laughs> afternoon and you can drop five pounds before supper time. Exactly. But um, when you continue to wipe out the glucose in the body, you continue to shed water weight. Um you cause more hormone problems with the way everything works, and then you're losing the absolute wrong weight, which is why all someone has to do is have a bad weekend, yep. and they boomerang very quickly. Yep. They lost the wrong weight. It wasn't fat you lost. It was water and sugar and everything else. Yep. I think it's interesting to look back on. Um, there were pictures from, I don't know if you remember the year I don't, where I was in a black bathing suit on the beach. Yep. And for many, many years, I chased that picture. I do remember. And it was like, I've never looked better in my whole life. Wow. And when I look back... I was just skinny, like no muscle at all whatsoever. And I think at the time I was probably doing exactly what you were talking about. So it's like going hard on workouts, not replenishing what I need to, but all I did, I think was lose muscle, definitely some fat too. But I, I look back on there and I was like, I didn't have shoulders. My mm-hmm. arms had no definition. My legs certainly didn't have. And it's like, oh my goodness. It's funny when you can you've been in a business so long that you can take a look back and go, Ooh, you know what? I probably wasn't as healthy as I thought that I would. I was just skinny. You were, you were creating a baseline mm-hmm. and you've built up since then. It's more strength training. And then the more muscle you have, the more you can eat. I mean, that's, if there's ever been a better reason to go out and start doing some strength no training, kidding. you get to you eat get your to butt eat. off. Um, so where, how does this affect, you know, Everyday Jane and Joe, mm-hmm. um, you'll know if you're carb tolerant or carbon tolerant. If you struggle with weight, if you struggle with insulin, insulin problems, if you're diabetic, you don't do well with carbs. Correct. All right, just just draw it across the line. You will never go back to a life of eating macaroni and cheese. Mm. You're done with bread. You're done with sandwiches. It doesn't matter if it's gluten free. It doesn't matter if it's Udi's. You are not a carb person. Right. The only way you're going to ever get back to where you can take an amount of carbs that you can enjoy it again is that you need to put a significant amount of muscle back on your body. Correct. And this doesn't mean you don't eat carbs for life. One, your processed carb lifestyle is over. Mm-hmm. Nobody wants to hear this because it's very dead end. It sucks. Well, you, it's, this is a conversation when somebody's trying to get where they want to go. Yes. Once you're there, it's a whole other conversation. Yep. And that's why anymore now when we, have the, we start the conversation, it's like, look, for the first eight to 12 weeks when you're trying to establish a baseline and a lifestyle, it's like you're in basic training. Mm-hmm. Everything you eat and everything you do is controlled by your coach yep. or your drill sergeant in that example. 
After the 12 weeks are there, once you graduate and you're like, I'm at my goal weight, now let's start building you back up slowly. Yeah. Still stick with whole single ingredient foods, stay away from sugar, stay away from wheat, stay away from processed garbage, um, and you won't pack it back on. Yes. You'll improve your insulin sensitivity, which means your storage mechanism is going to be sharper. Um, how you feel throughout the day is going to be better. One, mm-hmm. you don't have the demands of carrying around an overweight body. Right. So you're not going to be constantly tired. That yes. gets better as well. And obviously, the more muscle you have, the better you move. Absolutely. Yep. So, carbs. Carbs. We didn't even get into like the, um, the uh, what's it called? Crap. The glycemic load. The index. Oh, yes. So when well, you... That's a tough one because a lot of people, it's like I cut out, you know, I cut out every piece of bread in my house, but now I eat four bananas a day. <laughs> I was like, oh, gosh. And it's very, I think it's very hard um, when you're trying to guide somebody who's struggling and it's, you don't want to take everything away from somebody and make them feel like they've got nothing or it's like you're taking all of these favorite foods. But I guess what clicked with me, because I am definitely one of your most stubborn clients, (laughs) Um, but I think what clicked is finally, if I'm not picking on a banana, but if if you said to me, you know, we've tried all these other things and you're still eating a banana a day, would you give it up for a week and see if you have some positive changes? Mm-hmm. It's like, well, would you rather eat that or would you rather see if you can start to get to feeling and being your optimal self? And it's just got to be, as every conversation I always say, if they're just honest, then we know. We know how to help you. Y'all know how to help us. You know how to help me. It's like, if it's this one thing and Typically, it's carbs. It's most of the time carbs. It typically it is. Now the uh, the other side of this is that maybe you have gone so low carb for so long that you have jacked up your metabolism. Yes. Um, there is a word for it. Um, it's where your metabolism actually adapts itself down, and it's kind of hibernating, mm-hmm. and it is also waiting for you to yo-yo back. Right. So if you have been extreme dieter for a very long time, because you're treating carbs badly. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I need to caveat this as well. Carbs aren't evil. I know. They're not bad, okay? Um, You should be able to train and eat and have a a good life with all that stuff. Yes. But until you get to that position where your blood sugar is not a problem, you're not storing fat easily, you've lost the weight, you need to look at carbs like they're just not your friend for a while. Exactly. You need to social distance. Social distance from the plate. Yes. Yeah. Now, the... um, so the index, just real quick, the glycemic index, if you're not familiar with it, it just rates on a scale from zero to a hundred, how quickly, um, the food is converted into sugar mm-hmm. and taken up into the body. A hundred is table sugar. So right. zero is water and a hundred <laughs> is sugar and everything on that scale from zero to a hundred, like an apple fruit, it's all on there. So look at it. Um, a glycemic load, it does a little bit of a broader look it, and it takes into account the, uh, the index. But um, it does a little bit more on the food's impact on your life. Right. I love that. That's one of my favorite tools out there because it's just a very good kind of gut check on, you know, making better choices in a very easy way. Mm-hmm. Like, I love it. Should I have the apple or should I have the peach? Well, where one, are they on the scale? That's right. One of them's higher than the other. Like I, Oh, I love it. It's so easy. And I will have to say, um, I've seen a lot more of those be more consistent. So you'll see some variations depending on sites. But they're close enough that you can be very intelligent. Yeah, you can be very intelligent about your decision. So, so some of the examples here. So, 
you want to try to stay 50 or below. All right. So if you stay 50 on the index or below, you're going to be kind of in a decent position. Uh, let me go with high. I will just run a couple of them. So white bread, rice cakes, puffed rice, pasta, bagels, biscuits. Mm, everything tastes good. Who most, doesn't love a biscuit? Most cereals. We talked about potatoes being good or bad, but they're still on the index. Um, medium, which is up to 70, 50 to 70. You got your rye breads, whole grains, still quick oats. Quick oats are different than regular whole, uh, regular oatmeal. Mm-hmm. So quick oats, when they're real chopped up, just in your mind, they process faster. Um, on the bottom end, you're looking at yams, peas, sweet potatoes, quinoa, barley, Ezekiel bread. So those are all 50 or less. Stay as low under 50 if possible if you're dealing with blood sugar issues. I love sweet potatoes mm-hmm. and yams. I'm not really a canned yam fan. Uh, I am around the holidays. Well, that's because it's all sauced up and with like marshmallows and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> so here's the boring stuff. So asparagus, broccoli, celery, cucumbers, lettuce, pepper, spinach, tomatoes, chickpeas. They're all at 15. Chickpeas are higher, sorry, 30. But uh, all the other ones are at 15, so it's a very low index. Um, and apples, 38. Watermelon, 72. Watermelon is my favorite thing. Yeah. Basically, it's um, That's a shock. It's nature's popsicle, so you're just eating. Yep. But sugar. I think that if you are going to start anywhere with carbs, it's like just just try to eat lower on the index. Shoot for it. Yeah. Right. When you're trying to figure out which ones to go. Exactly. Um, keep in mind, carbs and food and high fiber and low fiber, they can have an impact on prescription medications. So if you're thinking of monkeying around, you're not 100% confident, the, glyce- the glycemic index, most doctors and re- dietitians, they will, they will tell you, stay low on the sheet. Mm-hmm. If you're diabetic and you start sticking solely to the bottom end, the 50 or below, you're probably going to need your metformin adjusted. Right. You, you'll need something changed up because you're going to start feeling like crap because yes. you're not going to need as much help. Yep. Your body will correct itself pretty quick. Um, yeah. Most of our discussions, we focus on like somebody who isn't on drugs, on drugs, yeah. that it's somebody who's healthy. And I mean, I would talk to my doctor anyway. Well, that's but. because legally that's what we have to do. Ex- yes. But, but recognize that if you give the body a chance to heal, it'll do it. Um, Amen. just do it hand in hand with somebody that's monitoring your blood sugar for you. But if you're an active diabetic, you're already checking your finger, you're already checking your load, you're figuring out what's going on. Um, you'll see it correct. Absolutely. If you're, if you're consistent with your monitoring, you'll see it before you start feeling like crap. You're like, Absolutely. Oh, oh my goodness. Okay, we ran long. Uh, we'll do we'll do another uh, show. We'll do shows on proteins and fats as well. Um, don't get suckered into carbs are bad. Um, no, they're not. The reason keto doesn't work, unless you hate carbs, keto is perfect for you. Mm-hmm. If you're like, I absolutely hate bread, and I'm never going back to a donut, then stick with keto. You're going to rock it. But if you ever enjoy anything with carbs, keto is not great. It was Atkins too, right? Atkins poo-pooed all over carbs as well. Oh, yeah. I love carbs, so... I won't do that again. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We ran long. Um, anything else? No. Well, that's easy. For once, I don't have anything else. Oh, it's so good. It shows everything. So <laughs> 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 All right, guys. We'll that's see you in the next good. one. All right. um, again, thank you for the support and the shares. Um, still grinding with Fit Human Project. We're still kind of in the early stages, but it's making some great headway. Um, all this information is making its way there as well. So yeah. um, check exciting. it out when you get a chance, fithumanproject.com. Yay. Yay. All right, guys. All See right. you on the next one. See ya.